What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. What it do, baby? What it do, Clipper Nation? Welcome back to Shoot the Trey. I am, of course, your host, Trey Gamble. And we are back for the final episode of the 2020-2021 NBA season. And boy, oh boy, was it a fun season to be a part of. What a fun season. Man, it sucks it had to end this way, but I had so much fun this season. And I can't even express how grateful I am to you guys and to all Clipper Nation for this fun season. You know, you guys are the people that make it so much more fun. I mean, obviously, you know, being a part of this uh clipper nation thing it's just it's such a blessing and it's so much fun you know interacting with you guys on twitter every single day listening to everyone's podcast it's been such a fun time this season i've had so much fun i've never had this much fun during an nba season in my life and i mean for obvious reasons but uh before we get into anything if you guys do not follow me on twitter it is at trey lac underscore just a quick little shameless plug and uh, i don't have a whole lot of notes to go off of here um, I just have the names of every single player, um, on the Clippers this season, and, uh, I'm just gonna say whatever comes off the top of my head, you know, go over some moments with the guys, of course, and, you know, maybe go over a little bit of, you know, what happens in the future in free agency, but I'm gonna have more pods coming out all off season. Um, I'm gonna try to do at least one pod a week, um, get some guests on here. I promise you guys I'm gonna bring some guests on for this, uh, off season, I unfortunately was never able to get into having anyone coming on during the actual season. I do regret that. I just, I was, I don't know what I did. I don't know why I didn't have anyone come on. Uh, I don't know if I was like scared to like reach out to people, but I promise you guys next season, we're going to be way more collaborative. I'm going to be having some people on all the time. And during this off season is when that's going to start. So I'm really excited about that. And once again, thank you guys again for all the love and support on the pods. I mean, anyone who has read a tweet, listened to a podcast, replied to a tweet, retweeted a tweet, commented on a tweet, um, even bookmarked a tweet and, you know, came back and that came back and bit me in the ass. I appreciate you guys. It's been so much fun this season and I can't wait to get back at it next season, hopefully with a healthier squad. And, uh, you know, we'll see what the future holds, man. It's been such a fun time and I appreciate all of you guys for being so awesome along the way. And um, I mentioned, I think, in an earlier pod that I was going to do player grades and stuff, you know, at the end of the season. I did midseason grades, um, you know, when things weren't really going that well. And um, at the end of the day, at the end of the season, I decided that I'm not going to do player grades because these guys don't deserve anything below a C minus or a C minus. These guys, none of these guys deserve anything below a B, except for one person, but I'm not going to name that person right now. But. Um, I really do uh, believe that these guys deserve all the praise in the world, and uh, that's what I'm going to give them in this episode. Hopefully, this episode um, turns out to be really, really nostalgic and heartwarming to you guys, and I hope that everyone that is down or that... I don't think anyone should be down about this, to be quite honest with you. This is a successful season for me, personally. Getting out of the second round for the first time in 51 years is definitely something to be proud of, something to celebrate. Um, but you know, obviously this team had championship aspirations, but at the end of the day, we got unlucky with, um, health. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, but you know, successful season for me, successful season for the franchise, you know, going into next season, knowing that you can 
contend for a chip with the core of Kawhi and PG. Um, you know, Pat Bev, uh, those guys, you know, knowing that you can contend for a title with those main two guys, um, it's it's just it, it puts a lot at ease um, going into this offseason. Makes things a little bit easier, in my opinion. And um, yeah, so I'm just going to go over some a lot, all the guys that played in a Clipper uniform this season. And uh, we're going to talk a bit about each player. And um, yeah, so I guess we'll start off with the guy that is no longer with us. And that is Lou Williams, um, who is still playing basketball, man. He is still alive in that Eastern Conference. He's playing for the Hawks, of course. Um, and I just want to give a big shout out to Lou Will. I mean, we would not be in this position without him. Um, you know, the culture, him, Pat Bev, and Montrez Harrell did, uh, the, the, the culture that they changed around here played a large part in bringing Kawhi and PG here and, um, you know, putting us in this position to, you know, be the successful, um, uh, franchise that we have been these past years. Um, and without Lou, we wouldn't be here. I mean, being here for the time that he served, uh, was just such a blessing to see him, you know, play his best years as a Clipper. Um, best years of his career as a Clipper, and now he's in Atlanta, balling out for the Hawks. I mean, he just had a twenty-one and eight game on seven or nine shooting in Game Four, I believe it was, um, where Trey Young was out um, with that ankle, and um, Lou will balled out, man. And um, I want to give a big shout out to Lou. Thank you for everything that you did. I mean, even this season, obviously things were a little bit tougher. You know, you not having um, the ball in your hands as much anymore. I mean, us putting the ball in Kawhi and PG's hands more allowed you not to, you know, get the touches, you know, be more of an off-ball guy. But uh, ultimately, being the reason why we traded you, you know, we didn't think you were fitting with us anymore. And, you know, obviously, I a lot of us disagree with the trade. I disagree with the trade. And uh, we had good reason to because look what happened. I mean, at the end of the day, Rondo played, like, two good games in this entire 19-game playoff run. And... Um, Lou Will's still alive, man. I'm happy for him. I'm pulling for him. I'm rooting for the Hawks. And, uh, yeah, go Lou. Go Hawks. Um, and shout out to Lou again. Uh, thank you for what you did these past years and for what you did for us this season. I appreciate it. All Clipper Nation appreciates it for sure. Um, next player, we got Yogi Ferrell. There's not a whole lot to say about Yogi. I'm assuming he's not going to be back next season. Um, I mean, but I did enjoy you know, that game against Memphis that he had, he had eight points and seven assists. I did enjoy that. Um, I mean, not a whole lot to say about him. I mean, I'm sure he was a great rock locker room guy. Obviously, he didn't see a whole lot of time in the playoffs. Didn't see a lot of meaningful time unless it was garbage time. But, you know, shout out to Yogi for coming in, never complaining. Um, I mean, stepping into a third-string point guard role who never saw any time. Um, but, I mean, he was, he was cool whenever he was out there, so... Shout out to Yogi, and whatever the future holds for him, I hope he still has a place in this league. And, yeah. Uh, next, we'll move on to our rookie, Jay Scrub. Obviously, did not see a lot of time this year being out most of the season. Um, and he had that game against Houston. He had, like, 17 points or something. Um, he showed a lot of good promise. He showed a lot of good stuff um, on both sides of the ball. He was uh, His jump shot looks nice, man. I think um, once Kenny Atkinson gets in the lab with him more often – this offseason and into next season, I think we'll have a good player in Jay Scrub. Um, so shout out to Jay. Um, hopefully he's uh, still around next season. Hopefully he's not involved in anything. But we'll see. We'll see what the future holds for him. Uh, he's not going to be much of a rotation player next season. I put good money on it. But, you know, if, if he can stick around, 
get some good development in there. Um, maybe playing the G League a bit. Um, I think that'll be good for him. And uh, that goes into our next player, Daniel Oturu, um, who also will not see any meaningful time next season. I mean, send him to the G League, get him that good development. You know, we have a great player development staff with, uh, uh, what's his face? <laughs> Kenny Atkinson and all those guys, you know, Roy Rogers, uh, Larry Drew, all those guys, you know, putting them guys in the lab, um, I think um, will do wonders for uh, Oturu and Jay Scrub. So hopefully they get good reps with the AC Clippers next season. Now let's move on to a little more interesting guy, uh, Patrick Patterson, um, who I don't think will be back with the team next season. I mean, they signed him to a, a $3 million contract this past offseason, and that did not work out at all. I don't know what the meaning behind that was, but, you know, just out of water, man. Whenever he stepped in, he played awesome um, for the most part, you know, hitting timely threes, hitting threes in general. His percentage just dropped off this season, but, I mean, um, the memes with Tupac were always awesome, and they will always hold a special place in Clipper Nation's heart with the nicknames and stuff. Uh, just out of water, instant oatmeal, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> I don't even know what those names are, but, you know, really fun stuff in Tupac this season. Uh, seemed like a good locker room guy these past two seasons. And uh, it was a joy to watch him splash, you know, threes. Um, and, yeah, so shout out to Tupac, Webber, Feature Holds. Um, I hope it's still in the league, uh, but we'll see, though. Not really too sure what the Clippers do with him, but all I know is that he's a free agent this offseason. And, yeah, let's bring it in. Um, let's bring on Amir Coffee, And I want to actually see what's Amir Coffee's contract looking like. Um, it's in my search history. I have looked at it before. Amir Coffee. Uh, let me look at this contract real quick. So I want to see. Um, Amir, Amir, Amir. All right, I'll find it in a second. But anyways, uh, big shout out to Amir Coffee, who I think is gonna be a player. I really do think he's gonna ha he's gonna be a pretty good player. Um, uh, going into next season, I think there will be. Uh, some opportunities maybe like what Terrence Mann had this year where there'll be some good opportunities for Amir Coffee to step in via injury knock on wood that there is not very many injuries for the Clips next season but I do think Amir Coffee, he is a player I do think on both sides of the ball he's shown good flashes this season he had that one game against Miami he had like 15 points um I do think you know uh Amir Coffee has a spot in this league and I hope that next season he's on the roster I mean obviously you know if a bad team throws him some sort of money he's gonna take it but I do think if the Clippers can't contain Amir Coffee or retain Amir Coffee, I do think that they should and they will. Uh, just depending on price range, I don't think there's going to be a team out there that offers him a ton of money at all. Obviously, you know, he hasn't really played a whole lot, but I do think Amir Coffee has a place in this league and on this team going into next season. I think he's going to have a good, some good opportunities um, to come in and, you know, play both sides of the ball, be a good two way guy. And uh, big shout out to Amir, man. He's been a really good guy. I love his attitude. The guy that steps in whenever uh, his name is called, you know, being gritty, defensive end, offensive end, really explosive, can get to the cup, can finish at the basket. I really do appreciate Amir Coffee, And uh, shout out to Brian Seaman for all the coffee puns. I think whenever you hear the name Amir Coffee, the main thing you think of is Brian Seaman's coffee puns. And <laughs> that's what comes to my mind, man. It's, it's, a, uh, it's always a fun time with those coffee puns. I mean, you see him on Twitter a lot, too. And, uh, yeah, shout out Amir Coffee. Hopefully he's on the team next season because I do think he has a place in this league. I do think he has a place on this team um, in the back end of the rotation again. But I do think he's going to have more opportunities next season. So 
Moving on, let's move on to playoff Rondo, who showed really great signs um, of being great in the playoffs. I mean, obviously, you know, he had that good run with the Lakers last season, and he pretty much replicated that this season. I mean, obviously playing two really, really great games in the playoffs for the Clippers in that first round. Um, and he fell off a cliff after that, you know, not being good at the things that he was supposed to be good at. Um, but, you know, I ain't going to sit here and shit on Rondo. I'm going to shit on the people who wanted to trade for Rondo. Um, just a really bad trade all around. Um, I mean, there's not really much to it. I mean, I don't know what the fuck happened to Rondo's confidence, but, you know, uh, what he did for us in the regular season was really awesome. You know, coming in, knocking down his open threes. I do think that that game against Phoenix in the regular season at home was really, really cool. Rondo had like 15 or something. He's talking shit to Chris Paul or whatever. It was a fun time. Um, I mean, if you if you can do anything to get off that Rondo contract going into the next season, I would do anything um, to get off of that contract. But I don't think anyone's going to take it. I'm not quite sure who would take it. But, you know, that $7.5 million looms large um, considering how bad he was in the playoffs. Um, you know, the one thing with that trade was at least Lou Will's $8 million was expiring. You could get that off your books easily. But Rondo, he's under contract for next season as well. Um, and that could loom large. I mean, that could be someone else's money. But you, who knows what's going to happen with Rondo in the offseason. I mean, I've come to trust. I mean, you should. Everyone should come to trust his front office. Um, they've had two really good off seasons in a row. I'm expecting them to have a third off good off season in a row. I mean, this two seasons ago they got the two superstars. This past off season they improved on the margins drastically, and uh, they had the team to prove it. Uh, they had the team to show for it. I mean, two wins away from the finals without your best player, and without some of your best role players, everyone being banged up. Um, I think you know running it back with. The, majority of the squad is ideal but we're not quite sure what the money situation is going to look like going into next season and uh, we'll make a podcast on that eventually but shout out to rondo i mean i'm not going to sit here and shit on him um i didn't like the trade i never will like the trade um and playoff rondo is not a thing for the clippers unfortunately but it's all good shout out rondo thank shout out to you for coming in you know being really good in the regular season and you know giving us two good playoff games out of 19 playoff games and yeah, whatever the future holds, um, shout out to you for, you know, being okay at being a Clipper. So next we move on to DeMarcus Cousins, who I don't, um, I, I don't, I never hated bringing him in. I really did like bringing him in for that third center role. Unfortunately, he had to be the lone center, um, at the end of the season. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, with, you know, Zubats going out with injury, Surge going out with injury, it's not ideal having Boogie play big minutes. He played like 15 minutes in that last game of the season, but he did his thing. Um, I do appreciate every time he stepped in, he stayed ready. He had a lot of spurts, but he had like 10 points in five minutes. He had a lot of those spurts in the playoffs, but, you know, he stepped in. He did his work. He can still score the ball at ease, whoever the hell is on him. Um, it's just defensively, you know, he's not great. He can't move, and, you know, rightfully so. He had those lower leg injuries, a ton of them. But shout out to Boogie Man, um, you know, the biggest defender of Paul George and the post-game pressers, you know, always shutting down the bullshit rumors, the bullshit, you know, slandering. Um, really big shout out to Boogie for riding for his guys. And, you know, that's one thing I always appreciate about Boogie is that he ain't here for the bullshit, man. He's here to win. He's here to do whatever it takes to win. And that's one thing I always love about Boogie Cousins. So shout out to Boogie. Um Hopefully, I do hope we bring him back next season to some extent. I mean, 
I mean, if you could bring back Surge, if he opts in, you know, obviously Zeus still going to be here. If you could bring Boogie back on another minimum contract to be that third string center again, you know, the role that you wanted him to be in this season. As long as we get some good injury luck, I think Boogie's the perfect guy to have on that third string center role. And uh, yeah, so ciao Boogie. Um, hopefully we get him back. Let's move on to Serge Ibaka, who I feel so bad for. Um, his season was absolutely derailed by injury. That back was killing him all season long, which sucks, man. Our marquee signing in the offseason. There are so many opportunities in the playoffs that would have been so good for him, you know, series-wise, matchup-wise. I mean, that Utah series, he would have been so good. And I think stretching Boogie, <laughs> stretching Boogie, stretching Rudy out to the paint. Um, and the Clippers did that. I mean, they ultimately did that with their small ball lineup. But I think, you know, having Serge, you know, in there for rebounding purposes would have been a lot better. But, I mean, obviously the Clippers still beat the fraudulent Utah fra Jazz franchise. They're just a regular season team. They're fraudulent. I don't give a fuck about the Jazz. I don't give a fuck about any of their players, except for Donovan Mitchell. I love Donovan Mitchell. Love how that guy never complains. He's not dirty like half of their other fucking guys. I mean, Joe Ingles. There's nothing to say about Joe Ingles other than go fuck yourself. I mean, Terrence, Terrence man. I, I'm reading the names for some reason. Um, I mean, Royce O'Neal, go fuck yourself. I mean, there's a ton of guys on that team that I just don't like. The whole Jazz franchise is just fraudulent. I mean, Jordan Clarkson saying, I'm not going to talk about the Jazz. I'm not going to do that. Anyways, um, big shout out to Serge, man. <laughs> I don't know how I started talking about the Utah Jazz. I was talking about Serge. I don't even know, man. Um, but big shout out to Serge. I hope he does opt in. I think he does opt in. I don't think he gets like, the money, the $9 million anywhere else. So I do think Serge will opt in. He'll be back with us, um, hopefully off the bench with Zoo starting if Zoo makes a full recovery by next season. We'll see about that. But uh, I do think Serge will opt in with us, and he'll be a Clipper next season. And uh, I'm more than happy to have him back, man. Uh, redemption season for uh, Serge. You know, hopefully he has he's in good health uh, next season. And, yeah, I'm happy about it, man. Um, I'm excited to see Serge back next year. Let's move on to Luke Kennard, who is one of my favorite moves this offseason. Probably my favorite move this offseason. Um, I was really, really intrigued by the Luke Kennard trade because, you know, Landry Shamit was not great in the bubble last season. Um, wasn't great. I mean, he wasn't really that good last season in general. Luke Kennard is just a better offensive player. Um, and he showed flashes. I mean, obviously, you didn't get the full load of him, you know, playmaking, you know, being that point guard. But he showed flashes. He really did show flashes of being really, really good in those situations. And I do think Luke Kennard... It's a good spot in a good spot in this team going into the next season, being in the rotation along with Terrence Mann. Those two guys, those two young guys, showed a lot of promise going into next season, and I'm really confident about them seeing them in Clipper uniforms next season. As long as some big trade doesn't happen, I think both those guys will be Clippers next season. And Luke, I want to give a big shout out to Luke for you know coming in. You know, wasn't really aggressive, took a ton of DMPs early in the season then whenever his opportunity was called his number was called he was ready for the challenge and he responded almost every time you know coming out with big games obviously that atlanta game sticks out to you 20 points on 8 of 8 shooting in that second half coming back from like 26 down or whatever uh that's the game that really stands out to me when i talk about luke Kennard. so shout out to luke man i really hope he's one of my favorite players on the team um but he's probably like top three favorite player on the team top four favorite player on the team just because of how much backlash he got when he got that contract from the Clips. And, you know, I just love seeing people succeed when they're doubted, man. I mean, that's why Paul George is my favorite player ever now. 
Um, I, I mentioned that. I think it was my last podcast that it's like Paul George got us out of that Utah series and brought us into the Western Conference Finals. He'd be my favorite player ever. And Paul George is my favorite player ever now. Uh, he topped, you know, Chris Paul is my favorite player ever. As much shit talking I do about Chris Paul with his flopping and his bullshit, I love Chris Paul with all my heart. Because every time he put on that Clipper jersey, he bled the, the red, white, and the blue. Uh, he fought every night, uh, Chris Paul did, and I'm really happy to see him in the finals. You know, no matter how pissed off I am about his bullshit, I really do love Chris Paul. Anyways, back to Luke Kennard. Uh, big shout out to Luke. Um, I hope he's with the team next year. I'm pretty sure he will be. And uh, yeah, so shout out to Luke. Uh, can't wait to see him hopefully take more of a bigger role next season. He really has shown the promise. And yeah, shout out Luke. Let's move on to a fan favorite, Nicholas Batum, who coming into the season had a ton of doubts from Clipper fans, myself included. We're all like, is this guy washed? Is this guy going to be great? What is this guy's like? We had no expectations for this guy. And from day one, this dude blew the expectation off the roof. He was so good from day one, not even scoring the ball, just everything else. Defense, moving the ball, his touch passes were what really stood out to us at the beginning of the year. He just made the right play every single time, his timely cuts. Being probably the Clippers' best perimeter defender this season, Nicholas Batum was so awesome. I mean, his wife, Lily, big shout out to Lily on Twitter. It's just, uh, they are really, they've embodied what it meant to be a part of the Clippers. I mean, especially, you know, Nico um, being that team first guy, being the perfect locker room guy, the perfect embodiment of a Clipper, being what being a Clipper is. And I want nothing more than to have them back next season. I hope to and pray to God that the Clippers retain Nico Batum and yeah so big shout out to Nico man um I mean coming into that small ball lineup starting at center whether it was him or Marcus Morris starting at center those guys took the challenge every single night and I'll t- I appreciate that man Nicholas Batum coming in uh I mean be we the Clipper fans making the Batum battalion um, shout out to the Clipset Podcast, shout out to Clipper Spencer for, you know, showing up to all the home games with the uniform, the Batum Battalion uniform with the flag, everything, man. Um, everything about Nico Batum, everything, everything, man. Clippers fans love Nicholas Batum. They love his wife on Twitter. I mean, there's nothing more that I want. I don't want nothing more than the Clippers to bring this man back. And I think they will. It just depends. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a salary cap expert, so I'm not really quite sure what it looks like. And yeah, well, we're gonna move on. Shout out to Nicholas Batum, man. Hopefully, we have you back next season. Um, let's move on to Terrence Mann, who is one of the biggest stories of the season for me, for everyone, to be honest with you. What he did this season, man. Um, I mean, coming into the season with zero expectations, you were like. Um, maybe he'll get a shot here and there, but we're no, you know, we're not expecting a whole lot from him. And my God, did he have he had one of the biggest games in Clipper franchise history? That game six against Utah, thirty nine points on like I don't know, I don't even know, like fifteen to twenty one or something, something crazy along those lines. Terrence Mann had one of the biggest games in Clipper franchise history. It's just that simple, and you never would have expected that from a forty eighth pick in the twenty nineteen draft. Big shout out to Terrence Mann. Um, was just a joy, fan favorite absolutely a fan favorite you know every single time that he did everything on the court in the playoffs fans would cheer pre-game introductions he got arguably the loudest cheers in those introductions um there's just so many countless memories with terrence dunking on rudy gobert 
twice in the playoffs in that six game series. Um, it's just the energy that Terrence brought night in night out was Pat Bev esque. Um, you know, just you know, in terms of that on court impact and you know, just being that energy guy. And I'm just so happy to have you know, I'm so happy that you know Terrence is a product of the Los Angeles Clippers. You know, us drafting him. And, you know, him being a full development under our skin, uh, under our turf, it's just been so awesome to see. He's a true Clipper. He really is. And that's just, it's so awesome to see, man. So, shout out to Terrence, man. Um, and I can't wait to see you ball for us next season. I mean, he might start next year, man. He really might start next year. I like that. Um, at the point guard. Who knows, man? He might. He's definitely going to have his opportunities to start. Who knows what happens I don't know why I said point guard. He's not going to start a point guard, but I don't know, man. He's going to have his opportunities to start next season, and I'm really excited for him. Um, I mean, Paul George is our point guard. Um, whatever happens to Reggie and Pat next season, Terrence Mann definitely is going to have his opportunities to start, and he may even start uh, full-time next year. You never know, man. Um, but big shout-out to Terrence. I mean, it's essentially like going into next season, getting a new off-season acquisition, to, I mean, to be honest. I mean, going into the last season, you never knew Terrence would come become something along these lines man and going to next season knowing that you have this gem in Terrence man it's just it's gonna do wonders next season and he's gonna be so good next to quiet PG just like how he was this season so big shout out to Terrence man and I'm excited to see you ball next season let's go to our big man Avica Zubats who I thought would make an all defensive team this season and uh, he was great this season man he was great defensively unfortunately he got hurt and uh, it sucks to see. It really does sucks to see. Um, I mean, the Iron Man that he was, the active game streak coming to an end in those final two games of the season. Zoo was great, man. Um, he showed some great signs. He showed some great touch around the rim all season long. And if he could just develop a mid-range jumper, a little bit of a jumper outside of the key, this guy's going to be a danger, dangerous problem for the rest of the league. The offs are going to be very scared if Tyler lets Zubats shoot that mid-range jumper. And, I mean, he shot 80%, 80-something percent from the line this season. So, I mean, that mid-range jumper is definitely in Zoo's arsenal. It's just all on Ty Lue to let him shoot it. I mean, you've seen Zoo make a three this year, finally. Um, and, you know, if Ty Lue lets Zoo stretch out the range a little bit more, give him a little bit more of a green light or a yellow light, to be honest, I mean, this guy's going to do wonders next season. You know, he's going to be a lot more of a Serge Ibaka type. If he's able to do that, then, you know, Surge becomes a little bit more less valuable. I mean, if our starting center in Zubats can, you know, be that great. Uh, I mean, if he can show some promise off the um, outside of the paint, then I really like our chances, man. And, I mean, obviously you're going to have Surge next season as well. And, you know, Zoo doesn't get the green light, um, which I don't think he will. I do think he will get the green light. I don't think there's any way that Tyloo doesn't let him at least attempt some mid-range numbers next season. You still have Surge in your back pocket, man. You still have Surge, you know, to bring out there, shoot the three, stretch the three ball out, stretch the, the the players out. And, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to bring Zoo back next season. So, and next we got Marcus Morris, man. Marcus Morris, 64Ms, who was in, a bit inconsistent in the playoffs. But, I mean, he has a track record of that. He's been inconsistent. But whenever the team has needed him most in these playoffs and elimination games, he has shown up pretty much every single time. I mean, he had 26 points and off his season on um, really good efficiency. He had that game seven against Dallas. He had like seven threes. Uh, the only person to do that uh, in game seven history is Steph Curry. So that's pretty elite company to be in anytime you're on a list with Steph Curry. Um, so big shout out to Marcus Morris, 64 M's. He was worth every penny. And I'm excited to bring him back next season. 
And big salute to him for, you know, banging down low with the ball uh, in the small ball lineups. I know that took a big toll on his body on that left knee, left knee or right knee, whichever knee it was, just on his entire body, him and Nico, man, banging down low with those big guys, you know, six games of Rudy Gobert, six games of DeAndre Ayton. Um, you had a couple of games of Porz Boban. I mean, I almost said Porzingis, but that would have been a catastrophic mistake. I mean, all those games with Boban, you dealt with some big guys. You were banging down low. So big shout out to those guys for, you know, never folding, you know, and, you know, making that small ball lineup so successful, man. Shout out to Mook. Shout out to Nico. Shout out to all those guys, man. And let's bring it to Pat Bev. My boy, Pat Bev. Man, what can be said about Pat Bev, man? I mean, it sucks to see that he's just, he's been so injury prone his entire Clippers tenure. Especially this season, man. I mean, coming into the playoffs, you know, out of rhythm. I mean, that Dallas series, he didn't look great. Took some DNPs. That Utah series, he came back. And he became P-Pack Bev. He became peak Pat Bev again, looking for his own offense, driving to the rim. That's when you know when he's driving to the rim, looking for a shot. That's when you know he's at peak Pat Bev. And he's always defending at the level that he's at. I mean, he just did wonderful jobs on Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker in this postseason. A big reason why we were able to win so many games was because of Pat Bev's defense on those two guys. So big shout out to Pat Bev. I have no idea what the future holds for him, to be quite honest with you. He has $14 million owed to him next season under the Clippers book. So whatever they decide to do with him, um, I do think, you know, it's it, it, it puts me at ease knowing that Pat Bev could still be peak Pat Bev, you know, given his age, given his injuries, he could still be peak Pat Bev. But it's just all about, you know, shortening his role i do think if they shorten his role throughout the pre, uh the regular season i think he's able to stay more healthy i do think you know if you are lucky enough to bring reggie jackson back i do think pat bev coming off the bench will be the perfect role for him you know being that irritant you know he can still do his thing he could be peak pat bev just in a lesser role and i do think that's the perfect role for him going into next season so big shout out to pat bev everything you've done man really big shout out to you and uh, thank you for being everything that we want out of you so and we're going to move on to Reggie Jackson. This one might make me emotional, man, because that interview Reggie Jackson had last night was, I think, I don't think there's been an interview, a post-game presser that has struck me more, that strung me, uh, that, that hit me more than this interview right here. What Reggie Jackson said last night about the fans, the team, Paul George, it's just incredible stuff, man. It really did bring me to tears last night watching that interview. Um, he did what he Clipper legend, man. I copped a jersey last night of Reggie Jackson's because you know it really did sound like he was saying goodbye last night to us. You know, he knows that he's gonna get a pretty good amount of money coming into this next season from you know probably a bad team, but oh man, this one makes me emotional. Reggie, oh my god, man, everything that this guy did, man. 18 points a game in the playoffs on 49-42-89 splits. Wow, man. I just don't even know what to say. I mean, coming into the season, being a back-end rotation guy, getting DMPs, not getting signed until the later days of training camp. This man meant everything to us this season. Where would we be without him? In the words of Brian Seaman, Reggie was everything to me this season, man. I mean, I was one of the few people that was really on board with bringing him back. I thought in that regular season, last season, when we brought him in via buyout, he was really good. Just that bubble run, I don't know, just something went down. That bubble run, he was not good at all. But I was really, really happy to have bring him back, give him a second chance, you know, under Ty Lue. 
give him, you know, that veteran minimum again. And, man, it makes me emotional to say that I don't think he'll be back next season. But Reggie Jackson will always be one of my favorite players of all time after what he did this season, what he's meant to me personally. It's just something I, I can't even put into words, man. It, it really does make me emotional thinking about what he did for us this season. All the big games in the playoffs and the regular season. Stepping into that role, coming into his own. It's just it's just such a blessing to see, you know, someone of that heart. I mean, we share a lot of same, you know, tendencies. You know, I get really emotional about stuff. He gets really emotional about stuff. And, you know, Reggie is just top five favorite Clipper for me of all time. Um, I'll have to make like a top five Clipper list ever, but Reggie's definitely in there for sure. So shout out to Reggie, man. Thank you for everything you did. I, I love you so much, man. I really do. It's I can't even put in the words how much I love Reggie Jackson. Let's move on to my superstars, man. Kawhi Leonard, my boy, Claw the Claw. And I do think he's going to resign. I don't think there's any question about it that he resigns. I do think he's going to resign for that Supermax. Well, after what Paul George showed him as a number one option in those final eight games, I think Kawhi is more than content with what we got. So I think Kawhi will stay with us. And I want to give a big shout out to Kawhi for being so awesome. Um, for, you know, being that guy, you know, being that team friendly guy, you know, uh, averaging, you know, like five assists or so. Something along those lines. A ton of big games, a ton of legendary moments. Like game six versus Dallas will be one of my favorite games I've ever watched. Ever. 45 points, man. Unbelievable stuff, and you know, there's not a lot to say, a lot, not a lot to be said about Kawhi other than the fact that he just had another historic playoff run that was unfortunately cut short. And uh, I do think he'll be back. There's no question about it. We're gonna have Kawhi back next season. And yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to, there's not a whole lot to say. I mean, other than the fact I'm, I'm so heartbroken that his playoff run was cut short with that stupid ass Joe Ingles fucking hip checking bum ass bitch. Um. I'm sorry if you guys can hear the chicken. There's chickens outside, man. I apologize about that. But shout out to Kawhi. I can't wait to have you back next season. And uh, run it back, Turbo. Let's get it. Let's run it back. Man, I'm feeling lightheaded right now, man. Oh, my gosh. I've talked for so long. So many minutes in a row. We got one more player to go through. And that is Paul George. PG-13. The greatest clipper of all time. Yes, I said it. The greatest clipper of all time is Paul George, bringing us 4-4 four four in those final eight games without Kawhi and a ton of other guys. I mean, what Paul George did, Game 6 in Utah, or what was it? Game 5 in Utah, excuse me. Game 5, Paul George is a thing. 37 points, I believe, he had in Utah, bringing us home for Game 6, up 3-2, and then Terrence Mann closed him out with that 39-point game. My goodness, man. Paul George is the greatest clipper of all time. But as we speak, on July 1st, 2021, Paul George is the greatest clipper of all time. And I will forever be grateful. He's my favorite player of all time now. Paul George is. Uh, he topped Chris Paul for me. I said that earlier. Paul George is my favorite player of all time. Um, because what he did for my franchise this season is just remarkable and unheard of. So big shout out to Paul, man. I can't wait. I'm so glad we signed you to that extension. Um, and I'm really glad to see you and Kawhi back next season. I'm excited to see what we accomplish. And yeah, man, that's got to do it for the players. I want to give a quick shout out to the coaching staff, Tyron Lue. And let's keep in mind, man, that this hiring Tyron Lue was not a win at the very beginning because Doc was right, man. He Ty Lue was right next to him at the end of the next to him on the bench. 
And, you know, this hire, I, I even tweeted, I don't think we should hire Tyron Lue because he was right there, man, on the bench during that collapse. But boy, was I wrong. Tyron Lue had a masterful season as the first year, in his first year as a Clippers coach. Absolutely masterful season. And he brought a great staff with him. Chauncey Billups, who is going to be in Portland next season as the head coach. A big shout out to Chauncey. Big ups to you. He definitely deserves it. Um, you know, Dan Craig coming in, being a defensive guy. I really liked the hiring. I mean, Dan Craig was in the finals last season in the bubble. Um, you know, bringing in Kenny Atkinson, who did wonders with, you know, that Nets team when he was the head coach. You know, bringing that really good Nets team um, with D'Lo, you know, Karis LeVert, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, all those guys, Jared Allen, all those guys in Brooklyn those few years ago. Uh, Kenny Atkinson was the heart and soul of that. And, you know, bringing him here was really awesome. And he did wonders for the young guys. And just for player development in general, man. Uh, shout out Larry Drew. Shout out Roy Rogers. Um, all those guys, man. Uh, really good coaching staff that, Ty, that T. Lou brought in. And I'm super glad, you know, that these guys are all battle-tested, you know, from this past season. You know, going to next season, there's a lot to be looking forward to. So I'm really proud of the team this year. So uh, next podcast, I'm going to be getting some people on here. And kind of talk about the offseason, talk about the season in general, probably. And uh, I'll be coming out with at least one podcast a week. So big shout out to you guys. Thank you guys again uh, for tuning in. This is the longest podcast I've ever done. And I'm absolutely winded. I'm going to go get some food. I'm actually going to pass out. I'm feeling lightheaded right now. Uh, so yeah, once again, big shout out to you guys, man. Thank you again. I'm so happy to have shared this season with you guys. The best season in Clipper history, and uh, the best is yet to come, man. Uh, next season, I'm so excited, man. So thank you guys again for tuning in. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.